Welcome back, everybody, to the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. It's another week. We're here with me, Adam. I always say me, Adam Schmidt. I'm Chris Witt. He's Adam Schmidt. He's my cousin. We're the Nosebleeds. Adam, how are you today? I don't mind being you. I mean, I feel like you have a pretty good life. So I, if, if, I mean, you, it's, if you want to switch, yeah. we'll no. switch it up. Nah, man, you're good. You got a good life. I got a good life. We'll just keep it rolling. Yeah, that's a good idea. We just too. keep it rolling together. I'm good with that. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. <laughs> I'm doing great, though. How are you? <laughs> if I was any better, I'd be you. All right, we got a lot of stuff to go over today on the podcast. So today, Adam Schmidt, we have uh we've got we've got some uh some bowl game talk we want to talk a little bit about about what we think about players in bowl games we got urban meyer retiring mm-hmm. uh, uh officially forever from football so he says well we'll see crosstown shootout we're cincinnati based podcast so we're big as you can see uh, if you're watching on youtube or on facebook live uh you can see we're you know we're all cincinnati behind us xavier uc Reds, Bengals, uh, big Cincinnati. So the Crosstown Shootout's coming out this weekend. I'm excited about that. It's my absolute favorite game of the year. There is nothing better than the Crosstown Shootout. Since I was a baby, it's been my favorite thing in the world. For a diehard Xavier fan, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, and then, of course, we got our big three that we'll go over. So uh, once again, we we are the Nosebleeds. You can catch us on Facebook at the Nosebleeds Podcast, or yeah, Nosebleeds Podcast. Uh, follow us on there. Hit us up if you want to be friends. Tell us what you think about everything. Um, uh, we got some some different lighting going on these days on the on the Facebook Live. We do the Facebook Live every Wednesday night at uh, ten thirty. So check it out. And uh, yeah, there you go. You can also catch us on SoundCloud. Apple Podcast, iTunes, SoundCloud, uh, Castbox, YouTube. You want to shout out your Twitter real quick? Sure, it's at Adam Schmidt forty four. Nice. I'm at Thanks. sick with it. Yeah, I'm at <laughs> I don't know what we'll say. I'm at sick with it. All right, uh, so let's start off with something that we do. We put a little poll together, try to get a little interactive with the fans. We are in the second round of the Final Four was this week, and it was? It was uh, Jeremy Lin, the number two seed, versus Lonnie Walker. Lonnie Walker. Four, or Sorry, the number three seed. Number two versus number three. Right. Our first upset. It was, it was the very first upset. Uh, the floating hat knocked out Jeremy Lin. Uh, final voting came out 60-40. Uh, for the floating hat. So congratulations uh, to to our friend. Lonnie I, Walker. Actually, I'm looking at it right now. I put Jeremy Lin versus Jeremy Lin. I saw that. Post. Yeah, good work, Chris. That. It's actually Lonnie Walker. <laughs> yeah, Lonnie Walker, the floating hat. So we got you guys know Lonnie Walker, the floating hat, versus the human umbrella hair in Alfred Payton. This is going to be fun. We'll see uh, We'll see who, who can take it over. That is going to go this week. Vote. Get on there. And, uh, yeah. Make it happen. Vote. 
This is the championship. We need you. Our last to our our first tournament, the ugliest man in baseball history tournament. Yeah. Ended in a tie in the it's championship. The worst thing that could ever happen. Worst, Please. Worst thing ever to Chris. Best thing ever to me. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Tie. I want everyone to have a medal. I want to give five MVP trophies out every year. Adam Schmidt was so happy that it ended in a tie. Uh, so worst hair, worst hairstyle in NBA. That's in. And by the way, Joakim Noah, who we had in this because we said they had to be active players. Is now an active Joe player. Joe Kimno is now an active player. Sign Thank you for Mem- doing that. Sign with the Memphis Grizzlies. Way to this go, week. Grizzlies, who are deciding to put together a completely different type of NBA team than anybody else in all of basketball. They're, they're still winning, too. Yeah, they're going hard nosed defense, which nobody in the NBA does. So, congratulations to him, uh, even though he lost in the first round. There you go. All right, so let's get on to football. We do picks every week. I'm getting smoked. Adam, tell me how we did. We both went two and one this week, all right? Um, so I had uh, Denver in the game against Cincinnati. Of course, they beat Cincinnati. I had Houston against Cleveland. Houston won that one. And then I had Kansas City, uh, who was a 15-point favorite over Oakland. And uh, that game, that was a seven-point game. So I, I got the loss on that. Kansas City won, but only won by seven. So uh, I'm two and one. You had uh, Oakland and the L.A. Rams, correct? Yep. Um, and then you had the Cleveland game. The Cleveland game wrong. Uh, they got beat pretty badly by Houston. But so both two and one this week. Um, last week, I should say. This week, this coming week. This coming week. Um, I have uh, the New York Giants are at the Washington Redskins. Redskins are a three-and-a-half-point underdog. I am taking the Redskins. Indiana is at the Houston Oilers again. Um, the, the Houston Texans. Uh, Houston, Houston Oilers. Houston Oilers. Um, Houston is a four-and-a-half-point favorite. I'm taking Houston there. Carolina is at Cleveland. Cleveland is a one-point underdog. I'm taking Carolina in that one. So I've nice. got Washington, Houston, Carolina. Okay. Let me pull up these spreads for the first time. And see what we got. I love that you do this spur of the moment. <laughs> that's incredible because I, I sit wish. there for I sit there forever and, and that's just why mall you're killing me. This. What is the score? What's the score right now? How bad is it? <laughs> I'm 21 and 15 on the year, and you are 11 and 25. That's absolutely horrible. All right, so uh, let's start off. We're gonna take. Uh, I am going to take New Orleans. Uh, in Tampa Bay, I, I think they're going to have a, a comeback here, week here. They're going to beat the brakes off of Tampa Bay, minus eight. Uh, let's go. Let's see. You know what? I'm going to take Miami plus the seven and a half in, New, uh, in Miami against New England. Uh, I think that's a, a, a touchdown win, so I'll take the hook. I'll take the hook. And, uh, Miami's had their number yeah, for three yeah, or four I'm years. Catch that. And, then, uh, and then we're going to take Carolina. Minus two against Cleveland. Okay, so it's minus two now. It was my. It was. Know. It was. I, what did you have it at? It was. Well, it was one, but I looked yesterday. So, right. so we we said we would take it Who on did Wednesday. Take? Did you take Carolina or Cleveland? I took Carolina. We both took them, so we'll both take them. We we both two, got two points. Okay. Two points is the spread. Sounds good. All right, so that's that. All right, let's get off of that because that's not even fun because I'm getting beat so bad. We're done. We're not going to talk about those picks. What are you talking about? I think it's really fun. Yeah, I bet you do. You're smoking me. 
<laughs> so anyway, if you are uh, just now joining the Nosebleed Sports Podcast, do not take any picks that I take. I am currently getting smoked. Uh, Adam's doing well, and that's that. So, Bengals, do we want to talk about the Bengals? Normally, this would be a week that our Bengals insider, Andre Edwards, would join us. Andre, uh, you know, we love you, brother. He kind of he kind of chickened out. He, he was he's so salty about how how bad this team is. He didn't even want to talk about it. He didn't even want to come on here and vent about how they've got fifteen guys on IR. Fifteen guys. I this, wish we I wish we had that many in our fantasy league. Yeah, I hear you. So let me tell you, I wish we had that many IR spots too. Yeah. Let me tell you that Marvin Lewis is gonna get. He's, he, they're going to pick up that second-year option because they're going to say, well, he did really good until everybody in the world got hurt. And here's what I think. So they have the um, they have the Chargers this week, correct? The Los Angeles Chargers, they're at they're in L.A. for the Chargers. I, I just I assume a loss there, right? Um, and then they are back in Cincinnati against Oakland. That's the game, to me, if you lose to the Chargers – and if you lose at home to Oakland, yeah. that's the one where I think if there's a chance that Marvin Lewis is let go before the end of the season, it's after that game where they lost, that would be, what, six straight losses? It's not going to happen in the middle of the season. They're not going to get rid of him. Even though they got Hugh Jackson there, there's absolutely no way. They don't fire coaches in the middle. They're not, they're, they don't do things like real, like real teams. They, you know, the, the Packers just fired Mike McCarthy immediately after they lost the game. Yeah. That's, you know, they lost. That's it. You're done. See ya. We've had enough. Mike Brown likes to sit back, think about it, take a bath, light some <laughs> candles. Then by the time he comes back, he's like, you know what? Marvin, Marvin's got a cute smile. Let's keep him around. Does he? He's really positive. No, he's not. <laughs> not in his press conferences. No, in his press conferences, he's terrible. <laughs> anyway, I don't want to talk about the Bengals. Let's get. Let, let, let me say one say thing. Say one that thing. No matter whether you're, they're your starters, they're you know veterans, rookies. I don't care. Twelve penalties for a hundred yards for any football <sighs> team on any level Kill is him. so unacceptable. And that's the second. I think the week before they had like ninety something yards and penalties. Yeah. I mean. That you that is that is undisciplined football that's team. That's so undisciplined. And how are you that undisciplined? To me, that is that says a lot about coaching that's to me. That's all coaching. I, I, that's all coaching. I don't know. Look man, at you. I, why 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 have the Patriots won so many close games? Why have the Patriots been good for so long? Because there's they don't there's no penalties. They never have any penalties. They are they are always the least penalized team in all of football for the last five straight years. There's a reason they are as good as they are because they're disciplined and their coaching probably gets in their ass. Mm-hmm. You ever seen Marvin Lewis getting anybody? No. Somebody does something wrong. He walks over and he claps his hands, smiles at him, pats him on the back. I, I'm not doing this. I'm not getting out of the <laughs> I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Andre is going to come back with us end of the year. Uh, my eleven and five Bengals is it's uh, that's obviously not going to happen. So uh, Andre, <laughs> we appreciate all the love, brother, and uh, we'll see you. We'll see you at the end of the season instead of this week. Thank you uh, for coming on. Check him out. LockedOnBengals.com at Andre Edwards 06. Uh, great follow on Twitter. Yeah, the man's a, a, an unbelievable writer on LockedOnBengals.com, and he also comes on our podcast. So you can't beat that.
No. Nope. Even we, if he is writing about the Bengals. We pre- we always appreciate Andre and and we'll we'll give him a little break for until the end of the year so he can uh compose his thoughts and um and get some sleep so he's not up at eleven o'clock at night yeah, exactly. doing our podcast. So. so what do you think about this? What Urban Meyer coming to the Bengals? I'd be down for that. The guy has won every single place he's ever coached. Yes. He's the one of the most winning coaches, I'm sure, the one of the most winning coaches in college football history. I'm sure of it. He's got like an winning percentage wise? Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, his total it's like, winning percentage is 86 point yeah. something. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. It's unbelievable. So, my, Urban Meyer retires. He come they they have a press conference. Did you notice who was not at the press conference? Uh yeah, that uh assistant coach that he fired in in June that uh Beat up his wife, <laughs> Zach, Zach Smith, I think no. it was. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't there. But I was thinking more along the lines of the president. The president oh. did not show up. That's always been the big thing is everybody says that him and the president had a bunch of beef. They didn't get along. Uh, the Him and the AD have always been real close, and they had a very candid, fun uh, – well, I don't know about fun, but a very candid uh, press conference the other day, Urban – was asked some tough questions and he, you know what? I think he was pretty honest. Yeah. You know, he, it's a health thing. Mm-hmm. It, it, same thing that happened to him at Florida. I believe there's a lot of health issues, Definitely. but when they asked him if the Zach Smith issues had anything to do with it, he said they didn't have anything to do with the headaches, but it did have something to do with this. Sure. So, you know, there's, there's, uh, I, I, and he says he's not going to coach. He says he loves, Staying in Columbus, he wants to be basically like a muse uh, for uh, for the new coach. The last I've been been in Columbus for the last two days, listening to all this, and now I can't think of the daggone offensive coordinator's name. Oh, Ryan. Uh, yep. There Ryan, you go. Uh, so he's going to take over, <laughs> and he says he's going to be there. He'll be there on campus for recruits when they come in. He'll talk to recruits, stuff like that. But this guy's got to take over this team and make it his own. But, I mean, obviously, if Urban's going to be there, you take it. So we'll see how that goes. The man, Urban Meyer, was 186-32 and 32 in his college football career. And he will, um, he will end his – I mean, he's still, gonna, he's still going to coach the bowl game uh, for them. So that'll be his last game, though. And so, I mean, it'll be – Probably 187 and 32, uh, but like you said, he was he was a head coach in bowl games. He seasons at Ohio State, that's unbelievable. Um, for the, the the schedule they played, just in the being the being in the Big Ten alone, playing a Big Ten schedule plus whoever. I mean, yeah, they schedule cupcakes in the beginning of the year like everybody else does, but still to be 82 and nine. And you play Wisconsin every year, Michigan every year. Northwestern's good now. All, all the all the Michigan State, um, you know, these. That's a that's a tough schedule every year that they play, and they're re- they were good every single year that he coached there. It, he just he's gonna be he's gonna have a good team no matter where he coaches. Yeah, and and he'll probably coach again. Honestly, I know he said. He wouldn't if he gets he his health he stuff. It, you know, he took two years off after Florida mm-hmm. and came back. 
you know, I think he just needs a, a couple years off is exactly what's going to happen. He'll go back to ESPN. He'll be a star at ESPN. He was great when he was there, relaxed, smiles all the time, feel healthy again. And, yeah, I, I wouldn't doubt it if he went out to coach again. Uh, I don't know where that job would be. It'd have to be something special. I mean, it'd have to be Notre Dame, uh, Alabama, Clemson. I don't know. Some, I mean, I, I, I really – LSU maybe. I, I don't know where it would have to be. He's basically got to the top, and I don't see him going anywhere – Except for even with that playing field, and how many how many jobs are really even with that playing field? Yeah, I, all the best schools have their coaches in place, and if you, I'll tell you what would be crazy if Jim Harbaugh was fired at Michigan. Uh, that'll never happen. I can <laughs> tell it, you this: no, it would never. No happen. chance that's gonna. No, happen. I agree. Urban it Meyer's an Ohio happen. cat. He's a yeah. he's an Ohio State dude. That might be the only job I can never see him taking. Yeah, I agree. Although, as a as a guy who doesn't have a dog in a fight. Wouldn't that, that would be, be fun? That'd be hilarious. That would be good for people who do like a podcast or a radio show. That would be great like for that. guys like that. It would be oh, great. Do you know anybody like that? <laughs> nope. Don't nope. know anybody. There you go. So anyway, uh speaking of, he is gonna coach in the bowl game though. Mm-hmm. Now, this year we got a record number of kids sitting out bowl games. It's happening more and more and more. You know, was it uh two years ago Christian McCaffrey and an offensive lineman from uh, Alabama or something like that sat out last Leonard, year. Leonard Fournette did too. Leonard yeah. Fournette did it. Uh, kid from Ohio State did last year. We've had things like this happen. It's uh, well, what's his name? The Bosa, yep. Bosa's little brother, Nick Bosa. Uh, he got hurt, and they thought he might be able to come back by the end of the year, and he decided to just hang it up and just get ready for the draft. If you're a kid and you're playing, and you know that you're going to be a first round pick, how you feel about that? What do, you, what do you think about these dudes? I, I feel like you can look at it Are from... Are giving up on a team? Sorry. I, I, yeah, no. You can look at it from two different perspectives and two different ways in each perspective, I think. If you're the if you're the player, yes, you have to invest in your future. I, I, you know, you you made it through that. And look, there are no guys... So I, I think the count is 10 now. If you include is Nick Bosa. Now? If you include yeah. Nick Bosa, it's 10. Um and and I think it was uh, like four of those guys are on Todd McShay's like first round big board or whatever. Right. That's 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 been the whole thing. And the rest of the guys are expected to be you know high you know second or third round picks or whatever. So if you're the kid, you've already played, you know, your whole entire career at you know at these schools or whatever. A couple of guys are juniors that are going to be you know are going to apply for eligibility or whatever to, right. to come out. Um, you can either think, okay, these are my teammates. These are my a lot of these guys are my best friends. Um, I, I, you know, for the last four years, I spent all of my time basically with these guys, my teammates, my you know guys that you room with, guys that you spend your your, you know, probably eighty percent of your day every day with during the football season, right? And the coaches that you you know that recruited you, that you built relationships with. All these people that you have these strong bonds with that, okay, do I, do I, I have to, I have to give these guys my, you know, I'm the, I'm one of the best players on this team or the best player on this team. You know, our success in this bowl game is going to depend a lot on me. Do I kind of, I mean, do you feel like you um, let your teammates and your coaches down? Here's the thing. I think that, 
I think these are the th- the the worst. The thing for me is it's the t- it's your teammates. The coaches are the coaches. The coaches are going to go through hundreds of kids every year, and the, they love you and they know all about your family. But that's their job to do that. They're, that's their job to know all that stuff and to and to get in and do that and to recruit you. These cats that you're playing with every day, those are your boys. Mm-hmm. When I was 18, 19, 20, 21 years old, I had a different mindset than I do right now. Mm-hmm. I got people in my ear that are, you know, if I had people in my ear saying, hey, you can go out and make, you know, millions and millions of dollars. It's, I mean, you got, it's a, you're a cash cow because you're an athlete. You get hurt, you lost it all. I'm okay with going now. If I'm a mediocre dude, if I'm a you know a, a backup running back who gets in maybe 13 plays a game, and my star offensive line lineman decides he's not going to play in that bowl game, that might irritate me a little bit. Yes, it at that age. Now it wouldn't. I understand. Look, you ain't you're not you're not making any money here. This is your livelihood. Go go, brother. Get 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 your money. You want to sit out? You don't owe this school anything you don't owe them a, you owe them nothing go make money back then when i was 18 19 20 oh boy i'd have oh i'd i'd, I'd be it'd probably irritate the hell out of me it, but, and that's the thing that's what i mean i would i can see both sides honestly i mean and i agree with you you know we're we're older now and, and so we can understand we can understand better like yes this is your future you have you know you have an opportunity to make a lot of money playing professionally don't do anything to to mess that up beforehand, right? But I can I really can still understand as a teammate, you know, this is for for most of those guys, for 98% of the guys that play even major division 1 college football, that's it. You're done after this. Yeah. This is your last game, your last time with your teammates and you're not going to play at the next level. That's your mentality is a lot different than than that player is, and you're thinking, man, I want to win this last game. We we had a great this season. Is it. We you know especially the and, and and that's what I was gonna say before is there are no players that are sitting out the bowl games yet that have announced it that are in the final that are in the the playoff. That was gonna be another question I had for you. If you if you were on one of those final four teams, except for a guy like Bosa who got hurt. And decided to just hang it up and not come back, even if he was able to or not. Besides something like that, if you're healthy and your team's in that Final Four, now you're talking about a national championship. Yes. I don't think anybody ever. I don't. I think you might get one person to do that somewhere down the line, but that's not going to be. You're not going to see those kids doing it. You're going to see the Papa John's bowls and the sure. uh, the Duluth underwear bowl or something mm-hmm. goofy like that those kids mm-hmm. they'll they'll sit out of that or they won't play in that but you'll i think if you're in the playoffs that's it you're, you're gonna see that yeah i do too but at the same time you that's it's the same situation whether you're playing for a national championship or not you're still you know and that's that's the other thing like so you still could you're st- you're still gonna risk getting possibly getting hurt by playing in those games yeah in order to possibly but win a national championship, national championship's a big deal, brother. That's a that's a way. I mean, that's a that's a big deal. It's a compared big, to a silly bowl game. But but it's a big deal. How big a deal is it compared to your future and making a lot of money playing professionally? Let's just is it as I big a deal as that? It brings it closer. Yeah, because because that's when you're on one of those 
those teams, when you're on one of those teams and you are the star of your team, that's more national recognition. That boosts your draft potential. I think you your draft your potential draft spot increases by being the best player on a on one of the final four teams. As opposed to being on a team that didn't make it and not as many people are going to be watching the games because everybody's watching, I mean, you know, bowl games are bowl games, but everybody's watching those playoff games. Your draft status, I think, increases. So I think in those cases, yeah, those kids keep playing. But I think eventually you're going to see a kid sit out. I mean, so. Does that make sense? Yes, but NFL scouts, NFL front office executives are going to watch all of the bowl games. That's what they do. You know, that's so that's fine. Couldn't I'm your talk- couldn't your draft status be improved if you play in really well in that bowl game? And look, not all the bowl game there are some there are but some they don't mean as much. Those those playoff games mean I, I shouldn't say I don't want to take away a it, bowl game and what, how much it means but they don't mean as much as the playoff. They there's a reason why they they select those four teams. Those are the two games that are the most important out of all of them. So yes, in those games, when you, how you play in those games, there's more pressure on you. There's no pressure on a guy playing for the Papa John's Pizza Bowl. There's no pressure on that dude. They lose the game, they lose the game. He he gets four million yards. It, it don't matter. Now, if you do that against one of the top three teams in the country in the playoffs with that pressure, I think it does nothing but help you out. But but if you do it against a top ten team, if you're because I, there are still three or four, or even five maybe games that are that are top twenty five teams that are still really good teams that you're playing against some, the best the best players, some of the other best players in you know in college football and the other best teams. I I feel like that those games are just as uh, really are just because a a. A professional scout should not care whether you won a, I mean, I guess maybe a little bit, but shouldn't really care whether you won a national championship in college or not. Like, I disagree. If you're, I if, think if that you're Ohio you- State and you're playing in a really good bowl game, but you just barely didn't make it into the, to to the final four. How I mean, how 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 different is that than a guy that plays for Clemson that loses to Notre Dame in that in that final big. four game? I, I think that shows what you're what you're going to be like in a playoff situation. It shows it shows more about your I don't know fortitude or what. I don't, I'm not good with words. Whatever. I know it what is, you mean. I know what you it, mean. It shows it shows your potential in in that situation. Whereas if you have a great game against a really good team in a bowl game that means nothing, then that that's it is what it is. It's just another regular season game. If you have a great game in a playoff game for the chances of winning a national championship, that means that much more. So yeah, I do think that that helps it out. I think it means a little bit more, but I just I I still feel like if you're playing against a really good team, you have a you have an opportunity to either play in that game, make your teammates and your coaches happy, all the people that you've built relationships with that you're the closest with, um, you know, over the last four years, and have a chance to Im- improve your draft status still, because they're still you're... watching they're still watching those games. If yeah, you play the, in those I games, I just don't think they're watching them as close. I don't think they mean as much to those guys. I just don't think those games mean as much to the scouts as as those other as the other ones. I feel like if you play really well against a good team, you I mean I I don't know. I I understand what you're saying. I understand. I feel like we're just going around in a circle. Well, no. I, yeah. I, I but 
I don't know. It, it, it's <laughs> there. There are a bunch of different angles you can take on this, and it's it's definitely different for the player, and it's definitely different for their teammates. It's a different perspective. But like we, you know, like we said, you can look as as a teammate. You can look at it either you support your guy, you understand this is his big opportunity. If you do, if you did build that relationship, if you are really truly great friends, yeah, you. you I think most kids understand. I think I think nowadays I think most of these kids understand that because nowadays this is, is big. It's yes. completely different. When this happened a couple years ago, even when it was you know Christian McCaffrey and stuff like that, it was huge news. You know, oh my gosh, there's two guys standing sitting out. What's holy cow? You believe this? And now a trend started. You know, yeah. then people were probably pissed off. Then now, honestly, man, it's just this is just that you're going to see more and more and more, and until they find a way to make those bullcrap bowl games mean something. Eventually, you're going to see the whole first and second round sit out. Do you feel like? Do you feel like all the all the other bowl games just shouldn't be played? Like, are they just a waste of time? No, I don't think they're a waste of time. I think it's a blast. I think it's that 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 end of the year postseason game for fans to get to get out and watch their team one more time against decent opponent that more than likely they wouldn't have an opportunity to ever see them play. Uh, so yeah, I think, I think they're fun and I think they, I think they mean something, but they mean something to the 98% of the, of the college football athletes that know that they're not going to the NFL. So yeah, there's a lot out there for that. So they only mean something to the players in those games. And the fans. I'm not a college Even football. I don't have a the... college football team, so it's hard for me to say how that is. But yeah, I think it means something to the fans and it means something to the to the other to the other kids, but I don't think it means anything to the scouts. I don't think it I to, I'm be completely honest with you. I don't think NFL scouts could give three craps about what you do in a bowl game unless it's the playoffs. Really? So so you're a so you're a you know, you're a fringe first rounder. Um, you know, you're probably projected around end of the first round, beginning of the second round, and you you just lay a giant egg in a bowl game that you're not playing for a national championship, but it's the whatever, it's the I don't know what the what what the, bowl what, whatever Tostitos Bowl or something. Yeah, I, I'm saying that if you're a fringe first round guy, first round high second round guy, and you lay an egg in a bowl game. You're still gonna be a fringe first round guy, possible you know high second round guy. I don't think that affects you at all. If you have a great game, it might boost you up a little bit. But honestly, no, I don't think that hurts you at all. Now, I think if you're in the playoffs and you're a fringe first round guy, possible second round guy, and you lay an egg in one of those games, then yeah, then that there's a lot more pressure on that game. People see what happens when things are under pressure. I think that does mean a lot. So you don't think that says something about a guy's desire and his his commitment? Another another way to to show your commitment to your teammates and stuff. You, I mean, you can just have a bad game, and effort's not the reason. Look, but in the NFL, it's your job. Mm -hmm. You paid. That's your job to go out there and do that. And but but that's not good enough for some guys. There are guys that that go in yeah. there that don't have the desire well, that go in there. You and better be a good scout. The... You better be a good scout and and get the right cat on your team. All right, fair enough. That's all. That's all I got. <laughs> all right. Speaking of uh, that, real quick though, you do know that. Did you see Urban Meyer lost? He's already lost. Not Urban Meyer. Uh, Ohio uh, State. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's his name? Ryan. Uh, Ryan Day already lost oh, yeah. two recruits 
two top 50 recruits. I believe they're top 50 guys um, today. So they did a good thing by firing Urban Meyer, not firing, <laughs> by <laughs> Urban Meyer resigning because it helped Day because the early signing day is coming up here in a couple of days. And if they would have, if he would have retired after the early signing day, everybody that signed would have had the opportunity to leave, to, to take away their commitment. Because he left this quick and this early, now, yes, they still got to get out there and make sure they're keeping the recruits, but at least once they sign, they're signed. They, they don't have that ability somewhere down the line to leave. So I think they did it. Can't you just leave right. anytime you want, really? Yeah, but you're you can. Uh, never mind. I, I don't. Get, I'm not getting into NCAA get, regulations and yeah. all that bull malarkey. We crap. didn't. We didn't have that on the plan tonight. Yeah, and I don't understand. I don't understand half of it anyway. So, <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, let's get on to what we like to do here at the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. Uh, my favorite episode in our episodes history, episode eight. Adam talks about dating sites. It's super hilarious. If you get on SoundCloud, Apple Podcast, YouTube, check out uh, episode eight. Very funny. Uh, but uh, so now we like to do what we call swipe left, swipe right. So, Adam. Yes. Do you got any good swipe left, swipe rights for me today? I don't know if it's good or not. Okay. But I was thinking about one. Uh, I was wrapping what's actually a birthday gift for my nephew. Tomorrow is his birthday. Shout out. Happy birthday, Happy uh, birthday, Gabriel. nephew Gabe. Um, he's going to be a year old. He's going to be a year old. Man, I, you um, know, I remember that my first birthday was one of my favorites. Yeah, uh, what'd you get? Uh, I got a lot of stuff. It was it was mostly baby stuff. Oh, uh, yeah, I, I got a couple toys still from that from that day. Boy, you have a great memory of what yeah, you got. I got huh? a red. I got a red shirt with blue patches. It was like a red turtleneck, blue patches on the elbows. Okay, had my name across it. Yeah, I remember that. Is that is that a real thing? It's is a, that real a real thing. Shirt? I still have it. I feel like I probably saw, I have seen a picture. Maybe I own a picture or something you of, might. of you in that shirt. I don't know that I've ever worn it. I don't know that I ever oh. wore it when I got it. Okay. But I've had Maybe the shirt I don't forever. Have picture. I'm kind of picturing it in my mind. Maybe I'm just it's making it It's got like up. black spray paint letters on it. <laughs> okay. Anyway. So it was homemade. Yeah, it was homemade. Yeah. All right. Shout out to, uh, that to was, Aunt Sally. That Thank was ba- Aunt I was gonna, Sally hooked me up. <laughs> okay, Aunt Sally. Okay. I was going to say one of our aunts from our from our no, mom's side. No, this is totally Aunt Sally. Because back then, they still probably didn't have a whole lot of money. I got homemade gifts when I was oh, yeah. when I was really little from our aunts. But um, anyway. Okay. So I'm wrapping I'm his birthday gift tonight yeah but it's it's the christmas season yeah we're in december yeah people were christmas shopping yes they are um and it's the most wonderful time i'm not singing well you just did of the year there you go nice finish <laughs> um the <laughs> swipe left or swipe right wrapping christmas gifts oh swipe right my favorite you thing love to it do. look i used to suck at wrapping i had no idea how to do it I started dating my wife, and I sat down one night with her and her mom, and I learned how to wrap presents. Bruh, I love wrapping presents. Because you're good at it. I am good at it. Okay. I am good. I. That makes perfect sense. It used to when be, you're good I at did, it. It used to be I'd just get the funny pages, wrap, you know, crinkle paper around, and he used like a whole roll of tape on each present yes. just to make sure the, the paper didn't fall off. Yes. And, and I'd give it to whoever I was giving a present to. Now, oh. It's gotta be I could pro, work huh? at Macy's, bro. I could be a Macy's wrapping paper lady. <laughs> they, first of all, is there still a Macy's? No. Second of all, do they still have gift wrapping? No. 
Sears might. I don't know. Maybe maybe McAlbins. Is there still you, McAlbins or JC Penny? Grandma always wanted to go to Penny's. <laughs> I'm going to go to Penny's. Anybody want to go? Let's go Penny's. Penny's. We're going to Penny's. <laughs> I know y'all remember Penny's. I know mom, you remember Penny's. My mom worked at McAlbins for a while, oh, part time. Yeah? Nice. And I remember the moonlight sale. I don't remember what that meant, but she, she did the moonlight sale all the time. Dude, that was the late night sale. They okay. stayed open late. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> is, is that only on the- Black Friday? No, no, no. They used to do that different times because I used to get to stay up because my mom would take me shopping. Oh. I'd be like, ooh, I'm staying up late. And then I realized I was shopping and I hate shopping. So, <laughs> Okay. Um, so you love wrapping You love wrapping gifts because love you're it. good at it. Yep. Love it. Love good it. For you. Love it. Love it. Love good it. For you. All right. Swipe left, swipe right. Talking to the dentist while she's got your hands in her mouth. No. Her hands in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> No, It'd be I, a little awkward if you had your hands yeah. in your dentist's mouth. No, I always put my hands in my dentist's mouth while uh, because I figure they have their hands in my mouth. It should be it should be even. Why can't you do the same? Exactly. Right. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, swipe left. Obviously, how, I feel how, like I feel like I feel like when you're at the dentist's office, it's not a chatty it's not a chatty situation. <laughs> like you're in out. You know, it's hey, how you doing? Good. <laughs> and that's yeah. about it. And then right. that's all there is. Right. Look, somebody asked me how my dent. I've got a chatty. I got a chatty uh, uh, lady that cleans my teeth. The the what do you call those? Dental people? hygienist. The dental hygienist. She's chatty. She's hilarious. But she's always asking me questions, and I can't just say yes or no. You know, I got to ask a question back. <laughs> so this is ten. She took it. And then she takes her hands out of my mouth and we have a little five minute talk. I'm, I'm at the dentist, dude, for an hour to an hour and a half for a teeth cleaning. Oh my god. Yeah. And I love to talk. Obviously, I talk over top of you and this thing all the time. But seriously, <laughs> I love I love it. Yeah. Dr. Schiller and 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 I can't remember what the other lady's name is that cleans my teeth. I think she's that nah, doesn't matter. Dr. Schiller and Dr. And the and the lady that cleans my teeth that can't stop talking to me. We had a conversation one time for like five minutes. She saw my socks, my dress socks I had on for Mm -hmm. work. And she was like, I got my husband those same socks. And we had like a five minute conversation about dress socks. That's the kind of crazy stuff that I get into. The first two minutes where her hands were in my mouth talking about them. And then obviously the conversation was getting sideways. So she took them out so she could actually understand what I was talking about. It, it is. It, it's a little. It's a little frustrating, I guess, when, when the hygienist is asking you questions. If it's a yes or no thing, you can kind of make a noise so that they know what you're talking about. Nah, it doesn't matter. Or you can go uh uh-uh, uh yeah. or uh huh or whatever. For but, me, but if it's hey, you know, what's your favorite color? I I can't, you know. Ooh. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm not. Or hey, tell me about your vacation you just went on. Tell me all about it. What do you mean? Tell me about it. You have your hands Here's your, and your this, instruments in my mouth. This is how you should go. Did you do anything? Did you do anything over the summer? I did. Mickey Mouse. And then she takes her hands out, and then we talk about Disneyland or something. <laughs> that's where I. That's when I answer that question with no. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I I just love talking. I love talking so much, and I, I used to hate it when people. There are a lot of people that hate when when people talk to them while they're cleaning their teeth. I love it, man. I absolutely love just, getting my teeth clean. It's hard because you can't communicate correctly. No, that's the fun part of it. <laughs> it's not. That's what makes it so fun. You know, like when you got a cold and your voice 
gets a little scratchy when you're talking or whatever. Mm-hmm. It just makes me want to talk more because I love hearing myself in a different yeah. in a different form. Yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's like, oh, I wonder if I can make her. I wonder if I can make her really understand what I'm saying. Like I feel like there's so, a challenge. So it's involved. a challenge. Yes. It's a challenge. Okay. Yes. I can understand that. I guess. Yeah. Exactly. I don't know. For me, it's just you. How are you going to ask me a question when you know I can't answer it? Uh, I. <laughs> I, I don't know why they do it. I can't I can't answer that question. They're trying to be nice, but it works a little better at the barbershop because you don't have See, clippers my, in your mouth. I have to start the conversation at the barbershop. I mean, believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, really? I can sit in a barbershop and well, there'll be three people waiting in front of me. And, I you know, two people get their hair cut and there'll be four words said. And I'm like, I can't do this anymore. I can't do it anymore. So I'll just say... How about them reds? And boom, somebody will say something. And then it's like, ah, locked in conversation. <laughs> Let's go. <clears throat> Time to talk. I enjoy it. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. The, 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 uh, it's a thing that most people don't know about me. That you like to talk? That I like to talk. Yeah. That's, I, I didn't know that. I've known you my whole life. I had no idea. Um, <laughs> At the at the barber shop, you, yeah, the, the the girl that cuts my hair. I mean, I go to sport club, so it's always a, a girl. Is that a barber shop? It's not. Well, is sports club. Don't call it the barber well, shop when you're then? going to sports clips. What is it then? That is that's a hair salon that they try to make for men. <laughs> it's okay. not a barber shop. You cannot have the same conversations no, at sports clips that you can in the barber shop. No, you're right. I agree with you. I, I agree with you on that. You with, just told you just said you went to the barbershop like three times and come to find out well, you're going to sports clips. I'm getting my hair cut. All right. Uh, you get your hair did is when you go to sports clips. You're getting your hair did. <laughs> All right. I'm going to get a, a washing style, I guess. And uh, <laughs> she has to drive the conversation. If there's going to be conversation, it's got to be her driving it. I'll, I'll, I'll engage. If you talk to me about something, yeah. I'll engage a little bit. I'm not going to like give you all the details of my life or anything like that. Yeah. I'm going to be here for 15, 20 minutes while you cut my hair. And especially at sport clips, I might never see you again. This is the first time I saw you. You might be transferred to another one or you might be, be at great at clips some, next at year. Great right? clips you don't next know where week. she's yeah. going to be next week. Uh, uh, anyway. No, I sit, as soon as I sit my butt in that barber seat, first thing I say is, how's Pops doing? Boom, locked in. Now we got a conversation for at least half my haircut. You have a you have a barber that you've been going to for a long time. Is this correct? I wouldn't say a long time. I've been going to him for about four years now. Okay, so you have a little relationship. How often do you get your haircut? Uh, once a month. Okay, okay. So my hair doesn't grow like your wig you got up there. So forty. So about forty eight times you've been there. If you've been there four years, once a month. Look at you, mathematician. Uh, four, Look at uh, this guy. Four times twelve is <laughs> pretty. That's my. Uh, that's your pretty simple elder my math. My elder math, yeah. Um, <laughs> so that's good. That's a that's a that's a nice little run there. Yeah, I get a nice a, I get a run. Christmas card from him. Hey, yeah. see, you know what? That's a that's a real relationship. That's a real. That's a real barber. So real quick, so real quick, this is the, I'm gonna tell you the reason why I get a I why I get a Christmas card. So he keeps Christmas cards on the counter. Right in December. Oh, so you just grab one on the way no, out the door? <laughs> no, no, wait, wait, hold on now. What happens is I'll be sitting there and people will come up and they'll be like, all right, 14 bucks. Guy walks up, gives him 14 bucks or gives him a 20, and he says, ah, right, just give me a couple bucks back. He says, all right, have a good day. And guy turns around, walks away. I go up, $14. Here you go. Give him a 20. Keep he six. goes in there. I'm like, oh, you're good, bro. 
I appreciate it. And he goes, oh, my gosh. And he shakes my hand. And he turns around and he grabs me a Christmas card and he hands it to me. <laughs> oh. That's how I get my Christmas you card. I a, pay for that Christmas you, you card. You pay bro. for your I Christmas. I pay for my. Listen, I collect Christmas cards. I'm a, I'm, that's another thing I like, Christmas cards. I'm in love, I love getting in the mailbox and seeing a Christmas card. I don't care if it's generic, silly Christmas card or what it is. But anyway, yeah. Our uh, Speaking of Christmas cards, our cousin Bob. Bobby Edwards. Uh, Bob, I'm a friend of the show. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Bob, the first in-studio guest we ever had. He has, I mean, that's his, like, thing. Every year you look forward to Bob's Christmas card. Yeah. Did you see one the of recent? the One of the most creative, imaginative, artistic people that I know. And it's always funny. And it's always really, and funniest, one of the funniest, easily one of the funniest people I've ever known. Always an excellent Christmas card. Yeah, so real quick, to, just to tell you how good his stuff is, he just put out uh, a post on the chat snap or something today that said, these are the Batman Forever stamps I got three years ago, <laughs> Yeah, completely waiting just for this year's Christmas card. He prepares three years in advance for Christmas cards. That's what the hell I'm talking about. That's pretty impressive. And having said that, I have never sent Christmas cards. Oh, that's crazy. I love to I, anyone. Yeah. Anyway. All right. All right. So that's swipe left, swipe right. Uh, so let's get into, like I said earlier, my favorite time of the year, my favorite game of the year, the Crosstown. The Crosstown shootouts here. Xavier, man, Xavier's got a new head coach. Travis Steele. This game's giving you a little acid reflux it is. there. A it's little a, gas or something. Yeah, a little gassy. It's a, it's a whole new team. This it, Xavier's a whole new team. Uh, not a whole new team, but, you know, it's a relatively com- different team than last year. UC has a pretty they, – they play the same style, but it's a pretty different team from last year. These are two – this is going to be – this is going to be a fun game because you got some kids that have been in it before, and if you've been in this game before, you know how, how it goes. It's yes. it's it's always competitive, uh, even for for freshmen. They really feel the energy that comes into this game. Uh, it's at the newly renovated Fifth Third Arena. Uh, I'm I'm excited. Listen, you if you watch on Facebook Live or if you catch this on YouTube afterwards, you know that I'm a Xavier guy because there's Xavier all over behind me, including on your head. And yeah, there you go. I didn't even realize I got an X hat on. So. I love it. I grew up. It was tough. It's tough growing up when I was a kid. UC was always number one. Xavier was always beating them when they were number one. <laughs> but for the most part, UC was a way better team than Xavier. Right. And there was way more Xavier or UC fans than there were Xavier fans. Mm-hmm. Things have moved. There's a lot more people out there like an X. X has made a name for themselves over the past few years. So this game's gotten a lot of fun. The problem is X always wins. <laughs> for the last what ten years or so, they're I think they've lost two in the last ten years. They like eight and two in the last. Okay, Mick is like you know who Mick is like uh uh the that that tool up north Harbaugh. He's a lot like I'm tool like up north. like I feel like Chris Mack. Take it easy. I'm a Michigan fan. Okay, sorry. That's right. <laughs> well, just because you're a Michigan fan doesn't mean you got to be a fan really of that care. guy. Harbaugh, yeah. that dude. He Harbaugh is a completely different. That guy's on a he's, whole he's, different level. He's a strange guy. I he's think, on yeah. a whole other level. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Mac's gone though. You know, Mac had that record against UC, and it was very good. Yeah. And uh, so it, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. What do you think about this game coming up? This is uh. Th- so I, I feel like there are some similarities between X and UC. They both lost their top two or three guys. 
Um, but you know they have some guys that played minutes last year. You know that have, that are coming back that are now their new top guys. Um, and and so, basketball wise, though, they're similar also in that neither team is a great shooting team. They're, they've actually scored more points than it seems like they would. Uh, it's a lot of that has to do with competition, and, right? And overpowering teams and really going on big runs at the end of the game, right? Exactly. Um, and, and that happened the last two. So UC took care of business uh, against NKU last night, and and Xavier beat Ohio by I think it was twenty one or something tonight. But to be honest, they uh, Xavier today had to end the game on a seventeen one run, yes. to really put that game away. That was a Ohio close was game up till nine minutes left in the game. And Ohio's a pretty good, you know, Ohio and NKU both are pretty good. They're mid-major schools, but they're pretty decent mid-major schools, but they're not. They're no good. You see your X level. They're not any good. They they might, they both might have a chance to win their conferences. So okay. they, they both, both of those schools go. may yeah. end up being in the, in the tournament, but we know where they're at. It's, right. it's they're not. You know, you know what kind of team they are. Right. Um, and and speaking of competition, I think Xavier's Xavier's competition so far to this point in the season overall is a little bit better. Ohio or uh, um, UC opened up with Ohio State. Yeah, that's a good Big team. Game. Um, and they lost. That's their one loss. They're eight and one now. I think. Yeah. Eight and one, nine and one, something like that. Um, and but Xavier played what Auburn. Um, they played Auburn. Um, they played San Diego San State. San Diego State. Thank you. That's who I was trying to think of. Um, they've they've played Wisconsin. a few Wisconsin, yeah. So they've played a few teams that are pretty good teams, um, and they're what six and three now. Yeah, I think so. And that's that's why the difference in record. But that doesn't that, that that doesn't tell the whole story. That doesn't tell the whole story. So so what's the what's the race to? Because in this game, the way UC plays defense, I feel like it's a race. If Xavier can hit that number, they can win the game. Is it sixty five? Is it seventy? Can you see get into the 70s? Xavier is not a very good defensive team. Right. We this is the worst defensive team I've ever seen at, at out of a Xavier team in the last probably seven years. So uh, UC is going to put points up. Uh, they're you know they're we are more athletic than most of the teams they've played, so they're not going to put up 75, 80 points. I don't think. But what is that number? Xavier has to get to to win, or or if you're a UC fan, what is that number you have to hold Xavier under to feel comfortable winning the game? I feel like it. it I feel like it's got to be a low scoring game um, because I think it'll be a physical game. I think it'll be you know both teams are going to be really energized, even more so than normal. X likes to get out and move. They like to get out and push and push and push. And, and and Mick knows that, and they're going to prepare for that. And you see, look, that's that's the reason that, and I hate to just jump to the end of this conversation. I don't mean to do that, but that's why I think UC is going to win this game because I think they're so much better defensively. They're they really, really, really focus all of their effort on the defensive yeah. end, and and so far Xavier hasn't so really who, done that. So who's going to score for him? To, to who's going to score for UC to win this game? Cumberland. Uh, he has his ups and his downs. He it he, he's been scoring more consistently, mm-hmm. but he's still not that consistent guy who can put points in when they need them all the time. Who's going to score for UC? They they have three or four guys that can that can be their leading scores. So Cumberland, Keith Williams, I really like sophomore guard for them. I think he's super athletic. Justin Jennifer is a senior. He can 
he can score. I think he's like third on the team in scoring or something like that, or maybe fourth. So he doesn't shoot the ball a ton, I don't think, but he can. He's a senior. This will be his fourth game in this. In this, he knows what this game is about, what it's what it takes, how you know the the level that you have to play to win this game. Um, you have Trey Scott had a great night the other uh, last night against NKU. Kane Broom is a, is another senior. He got a lot of minutes last year. Um, any one of those guys, I feel like, in their front line, they've got Mamadou Diara, six uh, nine. Big ups to you, real quick. Congratulate you! You spit that name out like it was nothing. I've been looking at that guy watching these UC games. I can't figure out how to say his name for the life of me. They've got Give it to me one more time. Mamadou Diara, one more time. Mamadou Diara. I like it. They <laughs> <laughs> maybe I said it wrong three no, times. Sounds I don't know. great. Um, they've got a few guys that are <laughs> that have some. Oh yeah, there's another dude on names. there like a Kawakiox or something like that. Um, <laughs> Kiaskiwa or something. There's like it, his first name E L I E L and his last name is N S O S E M E. That's the dude. That's the dude I'm talking about. And then Masami. you also, yeah, you also have a prince. They have a prince on their team. I like a that. prince from Congo. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway, Nicier Brooks is a six eleven guy who who is a good shot blocker. I think he's going to give. Hankins and Tyreek Jones, a lot of trouble finishing underneath, um, and they're not that great at it right now anyway. <laughs> if they can get Xavier, if they can get Xavier in foul trouble, especially with those two, because mm-hmm. those two will get in foul trouble. Tyreek Jones immediately will get in foul trouble. Hankins is a little bit better, uh, but if those refs are, if the refs come in like they have in the past and start calling this game tight then you could see Xavier come out with two quick fouls on both of those guys, and we trouble. have nobody else to go underneath. That, that's, those are their big guys. That's it. That's it. So, uh, Matt, Stain, Matt Stainbrook's not walking through that door. No, they, no he's not. I don't know if the door's big enough to fit through him. <laughs> uh, they, they got another guy who's 6'9", and uh, Ryan Wellich, but that guy never comes inside the three-point line, no. and he doesn't even – I'm pretty sure he doesn't know how to play defense. Uh, he he's a uh, fifth year senior out of San Jose State. Yeah. He holds San Jose State's record for three pointers, uh, and I don't think he's ever taken another shot. Besides that, he he has, and and he can score, and he can get to the basket now and then. But he is not a defensive player. This team, if they can get inside against Xavier, I, I, it's going to be a a tough tough game. Xavier hits shots. Xavier hits shots and they'll be fine. They've gone back and forth on free throws when they are Xavier hits if Xavier hits shots they'll win the game. Boy, if that's not the most generic <laughs> bull crap I've ever heard in my life. If they hit do you think it's if they hit more shots? I think if they UC? make more shots than you see, I think Xavier wins the game. I guess it depends on whether they're two-pointers <laughs> or three-pointers. That's true. No, but Xavier has had uh, has had a couple different types of games. They were 66% from the free throw line today. Not good. Which is about their average on the season. Right. In the beginning of the year, they were at like 53-54. They went to Maui, shot terrific from the line, came back first two games, shot very well from the line. I think they were 80-some percent the other night, last week. And then they come into this game and blow an egg again, and then their free throws back suck again. So it's going to come down. It, it's going to come down to free throws. Because it's going to be a lot of foul. I feel like the fouls will be called, so you're going to get free throws, and it's going to come, you know, foul. You know, it foul doesn't trouble. sound good. No, I know <laughs> none of this sounds good for Xavier right Here, now. Here's the thing, though: if you see UC has really struggled shooting the ball, in Alex. Some games. If they score more points, they win. Good call. <laughs> good call. I, I I completely agree. Whoever scores the most points in this game will win. Well, uh, maybe. 
We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, if if UC has one of those games where they shoot the ball really poorly, um, and and Xavier rebounds the heck out of the ball, if they win the rebound battle by ten or more, and UC shoots the ball poorly, they have a chance. I think. To beat them, if that's the case, and it's going to come down to to our two point guards, it's going to come down to Quentin Gooden and Paul Scruggs. We had two, you know, six four, six five, uh, or six five, six six point guards, and if we can win the size battle out there, we can maybe find a way to grab some extra rebounds and start pushing it a little bit, and we got an opportunity. Another thing, a little concerning for Xavier is Quentin Gooden. Speaking of him, missed tonight's game because he's sick. The whole team's sick. Yeah. The whole right. team's sick. We Hank, got a, we Hank got a coach is sick. sick. Hankins was yeah. sick. Uh, Kyle Castlin, uh, another senior transfer, he played today but did not practice all week uh, for the last, I think, for the last four days. So, yeah, this team's going through something. So, if we do lose, at least we got an excuse. Another thing is, I don't know if you saw this, Tyreek Jones hit his head really hard on a guy's knee tonight and left the game. I did not see that. And looked, it looked bad. He could, like... It took him a long time to even be able to stand up. They, I was talking they, they it took about ten it was like a ten minute delay. Yeah. So uh season I'm a season ticket holder. I couldn't make the game, had a work function. Uh my pops took my son. I didn't get to see any of the game, but he was telling me a little bit about that afterwards. And uh I mean it sounded like Tyreek had a good game at fifteen points and like eight rebounds, so uh must have happened late in the game. Um but yeah, uh, it, it, it he's looked right. it looked really bad. But that's the thing; he hit the back of his head really hard. If he has a concussion, he may not be eligible to play in this game. If he doesn't play, Xavier, I don't I don't see how Xavier I don't see a path for Xavier to win this. You're game. down to one big guy. Then I don't see a path for them to win this game. They'd have to play a freshman uh, Jones, who's like six eight, and he'd have to play the. the you got to put him at the at the four or. He's going to have to play some five. He's, I just don't see it unless they can figure out a way to play small. I, I, I don't. That's not going to work. That, that if if Jones not in, Jones doesn't play. That doesn't work. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. So what's your pick? Who you, who you got? Who you got? Let's let's just get it over with. I, I think just because of the 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 difference in defense, I think I think UC wins the game. All right. So if X wins this game. I'll you got to do the entire show in my speedo next week. Um, let me think about that. You got no time. It's right now. Yes or no? Oh, okay. No. Oh. <laughs> That's exactly the amount of time I needed to think about it. Uh, you're um, welcome for giving you that time. Then it's uh, it, it's it's a no. I it's a, it's an easy swipe left. I, I it's an easy swipe. How about left. how about if you see if you see loses, you got to shave your face completely. I'd rather wear a speedo. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so, no. which one are you going to do? Okay. <laughs> I would. I would. Okay. If if X wins the game, what do I get points or anything? Or oh no, straight up. It's straight up. I can't imagine that there's going to be. They they don't come out with college basketball spreads till the night before. But uh, I don't. I don't see that there's going to be much of a spread on this game unless it's it's going to be in UC's favor favor because they're at home in the newly renovated arena. The place is going to be live and kicking. Mm-hmm. They're eight and one or whatever nine yeah. and one. If Xavier wins, see, I like Xavier. I'll be happy if Xavier wins, but. If Xavier went, well, what do you have to do if UC wins? I'll shave my face. 
All the way. No goatee, no nothing. Neither one of us really want to do that. No, do we? not at all. <laughs> How about that? Loser, loser shaves oh, his face. Man. How, how, okay, can it be um, – can it be – does it does it matter when it is? Uh, it's got to be before Wednesday next week. Can it be uh, for the podcast during the like? I think Christmas is like on a Monday or something, a Sunday or Monday or Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. Can it be the the podcast right after that? Because I'm off work for the next week after Christmas. And you don't want to. I would like to not have. See what happens when I shave my face completely? My, I get like my face like breaks out and it, I get bad oh, like razor so bumps that's and so acne or yes. whatever something. Yes. It's I hate shaving. Do you use oh, shaving I, cream? Yes, I do on my neck and on, uh, like above my, you know, because I'm a I'm a werewolf, so I my my beard will grow up into my eyes if I let it and it'll grow and attach around to the back of my hair. Yeah. Um Yeah, I I, I I have to shave some parts of my face, but, um, yeah, like down here, like on the actual, like yeah. around my chin and stuff. And no, nah, I don't, I'm not, I can't do that. I've never used shaving cream. You've never, I don't use shaving cream on you. Soap, just throw some water on the face and you're kidding. Get the me. razor and raise it up. You're kidding me. No, you 100%. Raise it up. Raise it up, big dog. <laughs> when you shave, a man does you it. get a razor and raise here, it up. Here's the reason why. Because <laughs> when, I, when I was an elder, we had to, uh, we, if you had if you had facial hair, they, they'd give you a razor in the middle of class and make you go shave. Mm-hmm. Well, Mr. Breedy used to make me do it all the time because I just never shaved. So when I shaved. I saw him at the Xavier I, game. The I would go, did you really? Yeah. I would go to, I'd go to school. And Mr. Mr. Breedy pull out one of them one razor bicks, throw it over to me. I'd walk into the walk into the bathroom, throw some water on my face, shave it up, and get out. Did you, could you grow facial hair that well in high school? No, but I, it would be like a three week process before I had some peach fuzz grown, and he'd make me shave it off. <laughs> he would make you shave that. Yeah, that's so dumb. I wasn't like you and can grow a beard out in like three hours. I was, but I was a late bloomer. I couldn't do that in high school. No, no. Yeah, not in uh-huh. high school. All right, so that's what we're gonna do. Alex says we should shave each the other. We should shave each other live. Oh, I'm just man. gonna let you know, big dog. I ain't letting him come near me with a razor. <laughs> that ain't gonna happen. Really, I'll, you wouldn't trust me to shave your face? I feel like I would trust you, but I know you wouldn't trust me. You're right. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'd let you do it to me. I wouldn't bother me at all. But I know you would let me. I'm not even gonna ask you because we all know who you are. And it's not because of you. I just wouldn't trust no, anyone. You just don't no like to have who. fun. <laughs> you're right you're right if that's what that is then yes i don't like to have you just fun don't like to have if fun. i don't if i don't trust someone with a razor near my face if that's not having fun then yes you're right i'm down for it i'll do it i'll let you shave my face while i juggle <laughs> while you juggle i don't know it just feels like i'd be moving a lot um yeah i guess so yeah all right i guess so all right. Okay, we'll 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 shave. We won't shave each other's face. That's a pretty good suggestion. Right. Loser, though, yeah, it is. Loser, loser's got to shave the week after Christmas. Whatever, whatever <laughs> that's all about. The day it'll be the day after Christmas. Is it on a Tuesday? Christmas is on a Tuesday. Okay, okay. So so it'll be fresh then. Yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll be, fresh. be fresh. Yeah, on that Wednesday. Oh gosh. Yes. Go uh, X. I, Let's I, go I haven't X. I, I haven't rooted. I've actually rooted for X for like the last ten or fifteen years in this game. Just because just over the years, I Not guess, anymore, right? they were the underdogs <laughs> for a long time, so I started rooting for them, and then they got good, and I really liked them, and now I guess I have to root for UC. 
All right. Well, I hate to hear that, so let's go X. <laughs> All right. So uh, that brings us to the final part of the show, the thing that uh, Adam and I love the most, but we save it to the end because we got a lot of people that don't like the NBA. So we save it for the end so uh, some fellas can either fall asleep, turn it off, do what you want to do. But we like to do a little thing called the Big Three. We don't, we're not going to go into detail about all kinds of crazy players and people you never heard of. What we're going to do on this on the nosebleeds is we're going to take the three biggest conversations in the NBA this week, throw them out there, let you know what we think, and move on. Number one. Number one. Patrick Beverly, a known troublemaker, I guess, on the court. Um, Los Angeles Clippers guard. Very, very good defensive player. He's actually turned himself into a pretty decent offensive player, too. Yeah. Really good player. One of the reasons the Clippers have gotten off to such a good start. The other night in Dallas, loose ball, you know, something always happens with a loose ball. So you get into it a little bit or whatever. So, anyway, loose ball, whistle blows. Everybody's in a little in a little group or whatever. Patrick Beverly's on the bottom of the floor with the ball. Guys peel off of him. He gets up. Starts walking away with the ball. A a well known Dallas Mavericks fan who sits in the first row. I with think awesome hair. If I, I if a, I had white hair like this dude, I would totally grow it out as long as I possibly could. He he reminds me of uh, Rex Ryan's brother. Um, well, I forget <laughs> his first name. Anyway, Ryan uh, Ryan 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 Ryan. Okay, uh, Rex Ryan's brother Ryan Ryan. He looks like him. Um, he. <laughs> I'm trying to watch this he's, as you talk. He's a famous – oh, you haven't – okay. Um, he, he's famous for somehow, or he's just rich or something. He's sure, at yeah, all these but he's Dallas at all the games. Teams. So he was giving um, giving Patrick Beverly a hard time, apparently called him a dirty player. Patrick Beverly heard something else. About his mama. About his mom. Yeah. So he threw the ball. He threw the ball. I'm using quotation, air quotations. Threw the ball at him, meaning he tossed the ball – at the guy at his feet, not like super hard. He tossed the ball at his feet. He he gave him a bounce pass. He kind of gave him a is. bounce it pass. It was a bounce pass. He it got kicked out pass. for that. He got ejected. Oh, and fined it's horrible! 25, I'm just watching this live as Adam's talking. Fine twenty five thousand dollars. Oh, that and cost ejected from the game. It did. Holy it did. cow! Now, oh, I'd be going against that big time. This, this but you can't interact. Anything? You can't throw a ball to a fan. You so can't you even can, say so anything. So you can to go a fan. over to a fan and give him a high five and give him a hug, but you can't throw him a bounce pass. No, because it was it was an ill-intended bounce pass. How was it? What did he do? What's where's the ill intentions at? He thought he thought he, he thought he said. Listen, if there do was some, ill intentions, do something with your if mother. If there was or, ill intentions in that, he would have thrown that ball at that dude's at that dude's neck and uh, tried to take those. Uh, the guy's wearing sunglasses. Inside the arena, so that he, already is irritating. He should have he them should smashed have, in his face. He right. should have tried to throw the basketball in that dude's face. <laughs> Instead, he was really nice and gave him a little bounce pass. He knew he wasn't supposed Bull. to do it. That's baloney. It's an automatic. It's an automatic Whatever. fine for sure. Um, that you know how I you feel. You can't about get it. into that. But how do you feel? What do you think should have happened? The the problem is is it's a it's a back and forth. Nobody really knows what anybody said. So. That guy swears all he said all he said was you're a dirty player and then apparently Patrick Beverly came back with some something vulgar and he said and the guy just said your mother which is a very old man thing to say at this point. Your right? mama. You just said your mother. 
Okay. Did he say your mother or your mama? Uh, the, the article I read had quotes and said, I said, your mother. What Patrick I Beverly heard... Nah, I don't believe it. Patrick Beverly way. heard uh, do something, do an, a physical act, your mother. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and Patrick Beverly thought, well, that's unacceptable. Uh, so... I'm going to throw you a bounce out of, pass. Out of frustration. Out of frustration, I'm almost going to basically roll the ball at you. <laughs> what? That's, this is this is ridiculous. Look, you can't engage in any physical way with a fan. He you didn't. Just, you can't he rolled it. the ball to him. He, 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 he tossed it at his feet, um, and you just can't do that. Now, at the, we talked about this a few weeks ago Look, with, it, with it, some other have. stuff. Yes, we did. I can't stand that fans are allowed to do anything they want, basically, or say whatever they want and get away with it, and you're just supposed to. But Doc Rivers, it was near their bench, and Doc Rivers said he heard the whole thing, and he said, and he told Patrick Beverly, yep, I know what the guy said. You can't do it. You just you, you can't just engage can't with him. Do it. You, it, it's not fair, but we have to walk away. We have to turn the other cheek or whatever. That's just what we're, we part, have to do. It is. That's exactly good for Doc Rivers because that's it, man. These young kids, get get off. Get get out of here. You need an old man like that to let you know, look, you just can't do that. You just can't do that. But if you can't do that, a lot more needs to be done about fans that's fine. using yeah, language and saying stuff about people's family. I, I'm good Those with that. Those people have to get removed. I think that, yeah, you can there I hate the whole, <laughs> I hate that whole, uh, you're banned from the arena <laughs> and all this malarkey. It might be easier for him because where his seats are, but for the most part, you can't, nobody knows if you're ever going to be at that game again. So I don't care much about that. But, yeah, there should be something. Yeah, I, I agree. There's a line. Uh, I don't, I, I don't, I don't like you out there screaming, cursing at, the, at a guy, you know. But if he's on the other team and you want to say you suck, or I don't even like that to be honest with you. But if you want to say something, that's that's to his zone. You got to know as a basketball player, it's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh yeah, grow a pair. You you're on the <laughs> you're on stage. You're basically on stage, and you got all these people watching. Man, it's gonna happen when you're when you're on the road. It will. And guys deal with it every night in almost in every situation. They deal with it with professionalism and class for the most part. Yes, most once in a while. Most yeah. of them just laugh. Yeah, but yeah, if, if it's funny, if it's funny, yeah, absolutely, I would laugh. Even you if can, it's not funny, if I got some, if if I got this some old white guy trying to talk trash to me, <laughs> and I'm gonna walk over, I might give him a sideways look, and I'm probably gonna say something to him. Yeah, but I mean, I'm not gonna throw the ball at him, and if he says something back. <laughs> come on man uh, yeah. i'll give him the the randy moss come on man <laughs> or is that chris <laughs> that carter who does it uh i think that's chris carter right i don't know chris carter's been gone for a while he's not with espn anymore i haven't yeah. heard him um okay anyway that's number one number two number two markel fultz our man we've been kind of <laughs> tracking this whole thing with markel fultz he has seen 10 specialists in the last week he finally found one who found out what the <laughs> oh, deal no, what's is. What's wrong with him? He has. Come me, on now. Let me look yeah. at the first. Let me look at the yeah. first word one more time. Yeah. Get that. It's, get uh, this word out. Hold on. Let me. Uh, oh, neurogenic thoracic outlet syndrome. Yeah. Okay? Outlet syndrome. Something I've never heard of in my entire life, but apparently it's a nerve. It's a nerve disorder. <laughs> Okay. Okay. That uh, the the nerves that are kind of between or connect your neck and your shoulder, yeah. um, 
so, uh, it's a, it's no a, wonder the kid it's can't a disorder. Shoot. It's wonder a disorder with those. It has nothing to do with the fact that he's throwing the ball around back and forth <laughs> and then just throws well, it at the that, basket. That was that was to try to fix it. That wasn't How, and where where in any basketball player that's ever played basketball in their entire life, when you're having trouble shooting, does throwing a basketball back and forth in your hands all the way up to your head and then throw the basketball but at the basket help in any way. It doesn't make any sense, but I'm not sure there's ever been a case like this before. I, he, that guy was trying anything, and I'm not sh- I mean, I might have done that too. Like, you have guys that can't Chuck shoot. What about Chuck Knobloch? What about Chuck Knobloch? I mean, well, he couldn't throw the ball to shoot, first base. Shooting and I throwing bet, a ball to first base are a lot different. But, I don't know. I bet he had that. I bet he had something he between had, his tendons and his no, shoulders and his no. neck, and he couldn't throw the ball to first base no more. Yeah. No more. Listen to me speaking beautiful Neuro, English. Neurogenic thoracic outlet syndrome. Gosh, you think? I'm so impressed with you being able to say that. <laughs> um, so so anyway, so his his, I'm trying to his find agent his words slash like say it. his agent slash lawyer yeah. <laughs> um, said was so excited. Okay, so he excited too. because he was too. he's been that he it was we his idea been trying to find what's wrong with him for so long. <laughs> so we found a doctor to make some wacky crazy stuff up. It was his idea. Let's send him to L.A. and give him some give him a break. Yes, to 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 send him to these specialists to try to find out something physical because he swear he says look. This proves this proves this is a physical thing. You don't get drafted number 1 overall and just forget how to shoot. That doesn't happen. You he couldn't lift his arms over his head. The problem with that is how come we haven't heard that this is a physical ailment until right now? Look, let me tell you something. So Dan, Dan Levitard show today, um Stan Van Gundy was on all day with him. And the very first thing they brought up was this. And they said, "Tell me what you think about it." He goes, I have been in basketball for a long time, seen a lot of injuries. I have never in my life heard of this injury before. I love Stan Van Gundy. Tell this is some made up baloney to get this dude's trying to so they can send him home to try to get his head right. This is this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. Now, they're going to treat it. They say it's treatable with um with physical therapy. For me, they said so. They said initially okay. out three to six weeks. Okay, now right. now they're. I think they're just saying indefinitely. This kid's. This <laughs> if he's back, I I see this going down a path honestly where it's six weeks from now and it's like oh well he's not quite there. We're still working on it. Uh, it's it's we're you know we got to give him another few weeks he's or it's, always going to need it's, two it's more indefinite. Weeks. It's still another two weeks. We'll still get, indefinite. We'll, we'll research this again in two weeks. Yeah. Um. Right, he'll be reevaluated in a couple weeks. I see it going down that path. Now, I hope, I hope for his sake, it really is that case, and he gets physical therapy. For me, a nerve thing seems like so much, so much more yeah. in depth than just like a, a, a you know, a, a dislocated shoulder or a broken bone or a or a, or a torn ligament or something. A, a nerve thing is is like a I don't I don't know how you. I mean, I'm not a is physical it, therapist. So, so but tell me what this is called again. Neurogenic thoracic outlet syndrome. All right. So this. <laughs> all right. So this is this is uh, it has to it occurs when blood vessels or nerves in the space between your collarbone and your first rib are compressed. Oh. Okay. That I thank you, WebMD. You're yeah, uh, um, the Mayo Clinic. <laughs> <laughs> 
Thank you, Mayo Clinic. Yeah. Um, okay. So, so that's down here, little way. Well, where's your first rib start? Here. Right here. Where's I your guess. first rib at? Under your peck, Doc. Doc about, Adam. About about right here. So now can, all of us can you see so this? People listening. They make everybody I've been hearing has made it sound like it's like at his at his the top of his shoulder and his collarbone area, and now I'm hearing it's under his arm. Come on, what's going on with this? Where, what, where, what, what, what's this dude really got? Whatever it was. Somebody went on a Mayo Clinic and found a syndrome close to some nerve stuff and said, Thrask Outlet? That sounds pretty cool. Let's give And it sounds cool. Nobody's going to look that Nobody's up. Nobody's ever heard of that. Nobody's heard of it. Nobody's going to look it up. Let's just say that's what's wrong. It's a nerve deal. What is, ain't nobody going to say nothing about nerves. Well, we both Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning had nerve issues. Look what happened to him. He never had thoracic outlet syndrome. No, he just had a broken spinal cord. I don't really know if that's happened. That's pretty bad, yeah. yeah. That's that's the worst one. (laughs) That might be the worst broken thing you can break. What is the worst? What's the worst break you can have? Is it the spinal cord? Is the spine your worst break? But uh, it's... the spinal cord is not a... Right, so the spine. Your spine. If you break your spine... It's your vertebrae, right? Is that the worst? You would have to break a vertebrae, right? I, I don't know. You sure. can break your back. So however you do that, maybe. Is that worse than the femur? Probably. I've heard that the femur is a pretty bad break. I'm sure it is. But, but you know, you can still get around. The back, though, it's, it's like supports everything. It's like the central. It's like it's like central I to your whole body. I always thought that body. was your feet. I thought your feet supported everything. Eh, everything's connected to your back. Unless you're like a race car driver, then your butt connects or supports everything. Um. That's you're I'm just, not wrong. I'm just, I'm just talking. I, you're not wrong. Uh, neurogenic <laughs> thoracic outlet syndrome. That was no problem. This for you. form of thoracic outlet syndrome is characterized by compression of the brachial plexus. The brachial plexus is a network of nerves that come from your spinal cord and control muscle movements and sensations in your shoulder. This is a shoulder deal, arm and hand. That's why he couldn't keep the ball in his hand. That's why he kept throwing it back and forth. <laughs> well, he did. I did see something about. So he had a wrist issue in the past as well. There you and go. they're saying All that right. may All have right. something, to do, have something to do with that too. Something to do with it. Could have had something to do with it. I don't know. I, I've heard a few different things now. I feel like, and I I feel like they were fishing for something. They may have legitimately found something, though. I mean, we can we can make fun of it and think, whatever, this is a joke. But it really might be a legitimate thing here. And hopefully he gets hopefully he gets healed and he comes back and he helps the Sixers go to the finals and so they can lose in four games to the Warriors. Um, although they're not going to beat the – even with uh, good, healthy Markel Fultz, they're not going to beat the Raptors. Um, but, dude, if you get this – you. You're like you're like you would know if you had this. Oh, I'm. Oh, uh, you know si- signs, signs and symptoms of vascular thoracic outlet syndrome can include discoloration of your hand, arm pain and swelling, possibly due to blood clots. I feel like they would have known that blood clot in veins or arteries in the upper area of your body, lack of color in one or more of your fingers on your entire hand. Weak or no pulse in the affected arm, cold fingers, arm fatigue with activity. Okay, that one might be, he might have had that. Like, I feel like these things, weakness of arm or neck, he could still dunk. I mean, he never had a problem dunking or anything like that. He'd get to the basket, and he had no problem getting his arm up there to put the ball, throw, throw the ball down. So, throbbing lump near your collarbone. I feel like all these things 
are things you would know. Last one sounded a little way ago. Just because you heard throbbing lump, <laughs> you get your mind out of gutter. You know, I'm throbbing not, lump. I, that's not, your, that's last not what time I, mean. I had a throbbing lump by my collarbone was it was a long night in Vegas, and I woke up and had a throbbing lump next to my collarbone. You don't want to know what was above it. <laughs> You're right. I don't. <laughs> okay. Too far. Sorry. Let's I see. Apologize. Let's okay. Let's reel it back we'll, in. Reel we'll, it back in. We'll find out in about six months what happens with Markel Fultz. We'll whether find he's out able next to come year back. if he's even going to play for the Philadelphia 76ers or not. When he fixes his shot in the off season again, we'll find out at the beginning of next season. There Number three. Number three. What do we got on the big three? Number three. The big news today was Kevin Durant in an interview. This guy, this guy really speaks his mind in interviews. <laughs> this dude's a millennial. Um, this is a this is your prototypical millennial. I mean, he's in his thirties. He's thirty, thirty-one, something like that. Yeah, he's a millennial. He's like 30. Yeah, is he? One hundred percent. All right. Well, he uh, he made no bones about. Uh, so someone asked him about playing with LeBron James. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and look, some people believe that. Kevin Durant, he's he's a free agent at the end of this year. He's some, not going to LA. Some people believe that he's going to LA. No. Um, you know, everybody tries to to figure out where he's gonna go. He's gonna team up with Kyrie in New York or he's gonna whatever. Um somebody asked him about going to LA and and playing with LeBron. Right. He had all kinds of things to say about it. A lot to say. He did. Basically he said he understands why people don't want to play with LeBron. Now, not because of he anything wrong with no, LeBron. not at all. He did not talk bad about LeBron at all in this no. case. He literally, I mean, he said a lot of true facts. He did. Basically, he kind of said it's a circus. It's a lot of, it's a lot of stupid attention that, that really doesn't make any sense. He went in on the and media. That, and that comes because, because he can't take it. He can't take it when media gets on him for anything. The guy sets up burner accounts to <laughs> to yell at fans that are talking bad about him. Like, come on, man. So, yes, he can't take that stuff. There's a lot of people like him in the NBA that can't take that circus that comes with it, too. Right. And in those guys' eyes, LeBron is always right, and he controls the media. They feel like he controls what comes out of these media members' mouths, and they don't like that either because they don't get the same, um, they don't get the same freedom that LeBron does. LeBron can say whatever he wants, and nobody questions it. Well, and Le it's not like LeBron is making like outrageous statements or anything like no, that. No, 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 no. It, no. It, it's yeah. just what, what Durant was saying is. You have so many media members that are all over LeBron. Fanboys. That hey, they call he called them fanboys, um, and groupies, because they because they'll report that LeBron had a turkey sandwich for lunch. That's what he's talking about. Right. And and, and I agree with that. It's so stupid that uh, these guys have to have their their beat writers. They gotta have, they that's their job. They gotta find something to write about. And you know what? Sometimes there's nothing to write about. And LeBron is polarizing. So they're doing. That's that's the best story they could get that day, and that's the one that's going to get the most reads. So in the most likes and hits and all this crap on everything now. So I'll blame them for that. Yes, I agree. It's LeBron. He's the greatest player. Take it easy. Playing in the NBA right okay, now. Thank you. 
He he's no. I mean, I believe that that's that is, over the last five years, he's the best player in the NBA. Over the last ten, yeah. I mean, this guy is he's on the Mount Rushmore of basketball players. I truly believe he's put himself on that Mount Rushmore at this point in time. He does, uh, you know that that stuff. He's earned it. He's earned to have somebody write about his bologna sandwich. Uh, I mean, it's not what he's going for. I don't think he like tried to earn it. No, but... I don't think so, but it is what it is. They're going to love him. They're going to be his fan because he's the greatest. There are a lot of people who, for whatever reason, get into if there's a report that LeBron uh, bought a new car, uh, you know, something like that. Like, people are all... People want to know that for some reason. I don't care if LeBron bought a new car. I, re- I mean, I- I'll probably catch the story because it'll be on something, and I'll be that's like, exactly "Oh, okay, right. that's a cool car. That car's stupid, or whatever." I- but really, I'm not. I don't want my beat re- my beat reporters or my my NBA writers or whatever. I w- I would rather see real content. I would rather see. You know, interviews with people. And These stuff like guys that. want content that people are going to look at, that people are going to get on and click on. That's what they want. That's what these people want. Right. I know what you want. That's why you're not the editor of any of these, whatever they are. Now. And, uh, Is it even that, a paper anymore? Right. Yeah. No. <laughs> so, but that's the thing. That's all they care about. Because because there are too many people that do care about exactly. that and react to it and, exactly right. and get on social media and, and LeBron's say the something greatest, the greatest there stupid is, about so. it or whatever. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that's that's the gist of what of what Kevin Durant was getting at is if you play with LeBron James, it's the media is going to be crazy. Every single little thing you're going to be asked about. Oh, uh, what did you think about LeBron doing this? What's it like playing with LeBron? You're you are exposed so much more to just a, a chaotic environment, and he called it toxic, which did. which sounds a lot worse than probably what it is. But at the same time, Brian Windhorst said that he talked to Kevin Love after this came out, and Kevin Love said, "Look, what you know, it's that's true. It, there are some really tough nights sometimes because." Things don't go well or whatever, and maybe LeBron's upset or whatever, and then they come to you and say, LeBron said this. What do you think about this? Is this, you know, is he taking a shot at a teammate or something like that? You know, mm-hmm. because everything is going to be blown out of proportion. Why? Anything because who said it? Because LeBron James said it. LeBron James. There you go. I mean, yeah, I've been I've been needing to get that there Good for work. a while. Good work. <laughs> um, so anyway. Durant kind of went off on that, and and it sounded, I think it sounded a little worse than he meant it. Yeah, he was saying though that, look, I I don't blame. He, they're going to have a hard time getting and, other and it stars. Was, it was, and that was a big part of. But I feel like there was more to it. There was a lot of a lot of it was people have to change. Stars will have to change their game to play with LeBron. Look at look at guys like Chris Bosh. Look at guys like Kevin Love who were studs and. Top ten players in the league went to play with LeBron and became spot up shooters. Yes, and 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 completely changed their game. Which you know, good for them for knowing what they had to do. That I think it's more impressive for them to completely change their game that way mm-hmm. than it is for LeBron to come in and turn a team into a championship. Yeah, because LeBron's the greatest; he can do that. But these guys are stars, and they are completely changing their game. 
to play with him, and you're not you're you're not going to see that from these young stars anymore. It, I don't think you're going to see that as much anymore. Yeah, and and that's that's what Kevin Love kind of said too. Was yes, it was it was that was part of some of the tough nights was having to stand there in the corner waiting for his pass from LeBron if they helped off, and 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 maybe getting you know 15, 14 or fifteen or something yeah, like that instead guy. of instead of thirty two. 32 and 16 rebounds. Yeah, 32 and 20 like he was getting in Minnesota. Right. And a guy like Kyle Korver, who can become a better player by playing with LeBron, Mm -hmm. uh, because he's able to actually take what he does best, and that gets improved by LeBron, by him standing there waiting for LeBron to to give it to him to stretch the defense. Whereas you got stars who now have to pull their game back. So it's the way LeBron plays can make so many people better. Stars, great players, it doesn't work that way. And look at Kyrie Irving was the same way. Kyrie needs the ball in his hands. And, and when you play with LeBron James, you're not going to have the ball. You're not going to have the ball in your hands. And that's the difference. <laughs> Kevin Love and Chris Bosh were willing to take that back seat, change up their games a little bit, you know, maybe give up some money because that you know maybe they get to sign one more contract mm-hmm. as a as a big star player. As the as the number one guy on a team, instead of that, they're they're giving up probably a little bit of. Although I think they uh, signed at this point in they time, signed max, max deals anyway. Max deals you're getting max. But deal. but they gave up their success, their their numbers. I mean, you know that all, that's all going to go into Hall of Fame stuff and you know your legacy and all that kind of stuff. You're giving some of that up in order to win a championship because that's what LeBron brings too. He's gonna you you if you are willing to change your game, you're you're going to be in the finals probably. Yep. You know. Well, not that, and that's years. the difference. Eight straight years, nine out of the last ten. Chris Bosh, Kevin Love, those guys were willing to change up mm-hmm. and deal with some of the difficulties of doing that in order to be on a great team with the best player in the world. Kyrie Irving, not willing to not do that. Not willing to do it. And that's exactly what Kevin Durant's saying. There are a lot of guys that are not going to do And I got no that. problem with what Kevin Durant said. I have no problem with any of it. I think he spoke the truth. But I do think that he's that, that feeling is is in a lot of NBA superstars' heads. They've seen it happen to a couple different guys now, and and it didn't really hurt Bosch that much as much as it hurt Love. It hurt Love. Kevin but Love he still went, put up pretty good numbers. I mean, he's yeah, still averaged yeah, twenty. But, but look what how how he's viewed now. Kevin Love became viewed in a completely different light. Kevin Love was a top ten. That dude was legit. He had a double double. What was it? Something like forty straight games. He had a double double the year before he went to to Cleveland, and he was known as being an absolute superstar. He struggled, and when he struggled over there, he got lit up by the media and everybody else around him. He also went through some injuries. He went through the whole mental um, deal. The, right. Yeah, where he had the panic attack or and whatever. And that could have been a big part. That's what I think that has something with Kevin Durant was saying too. I I I believe that he playing with LeBron James could probably turn you into a mental head case. <laughs> And it was it wasn't that he was a, a mental head case. It was it was he just had anxiety anxiety like right. Um, it's a lot of pressure to play with the greatest there ever was. It is, and I'm sure some of it was that, but that's that's more of a personal thing that you either have that or you. Or, I mean, you can develop it, but and yes, but you're right. I'm sure some of that was. You're in, you're in the spotlight now. Imagine that you go to Cleveland to be to be in the spotlight in a, in a <laughs> or whatever in the sports world. Yeah. Um, um, the 
So anyway, that's it was it was an interesting thing to hear from Durant. It was, you know, people right away were like up in arms about it like, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe he's saying nobody wants to go play with LeBron." He was just saying he understands because you you in a lot of cases have to change the way you play. He specifically said, "Not LeBron's fault. The right. the media oh, circus, he, yeah. the media circus is the problem here. It's, you know, you have to you know, part of it is is the changing your game if you're a star probably. Yeah. And that's they they talked about they asked other players about it they asked Chris Bosh about it they asked Trevor Ariza about it and those guys kind of said like yeah that's why that's why Paul George was talking about going to L A then LeBron went there and he decided to stay in OKC yep. that's why well um, Kawhi, Kawhi got Kawhi talks Kawhi about got still traded. talks about going to L A but now he's talking about Clippers. going to the Clippers exactly so so yes there's that I completely agree and, with you and those guys are similar players they play the same position and they're kind of similar players in that they those guys are the number one options yeah actually Paul George is probably the second option on that team but he was the first option in Indiana for years yeah. so um, and he has that skill set so um, those guys are used to playing that way. Kawhi is still a really young guy who's on the upswing. He's going to be like a top three MVP guy for the next five, six, seven years probably, um, whether it's with Toronto or the Clippers or wherever he decides to go. Um, it's going to be – it would be tough because it's – that's going to ch- – that would probably change that if he went and played with LeBron. That's exactly what Kevin Durant was saying. Yep. Yeah, I, I mean, I, that, I, think, I, I think that's exactly – I, I feel the same way. I think uh, I think I'm with you on that one. I'm I'm. I don't know if there's anything to go against except for the fact that LeBron James is the greatest. I don't have anything. I feel like there should have been another word after I said greatest, but I got nothing. He's just the greatest. Look at how, speaking of real quick. Can I just tell you something? Can I tell you something? Sure. If the playoffs started right now, the Lakers would be the five seed, and they are trending upwards, my friend. Do you know why? Do you know why? Because in the beginning, he wanted to let these point guards be because, point guards. Because Josh Hart. Because LeBron James started taking, putting the ball in his hands. LeBron James became the leader down the court instead of having it being Rondo, who does nothing but getting stupid fights and, or, and, 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 and have it in, in Lonzo's hands. No, LeBron took over, and since he's taken it over and had the ball in his hands more, uh, then, then, then he did earlier. They're winning games. It's LeBron. He's the greatest there is. That, that dude is. All right, I I do too much, and I'm, I'm making you hate LeBron. No, that's another. I was going <laughs> to say that's another good example of exactly. Look, Lonzo Ball. You would think he would benefit from playing with a guy like LeBron James. Really, his his development could be, and people were talking about this when LeBron hindered. signed, it could be hindered. Because he's not going to have the ball in his hands. You have to have the ball in your hands. I, and he's Unless you're going to be able to shoot and stuff like that. But there, I, I don't know if it's going to hinder a guy like Lonzo. See, I, I think it is because he's more of a passer. He's more of a playmaker because yeah. he can't shoot. Right. So, so if he can't shoot and he's not going to have the ball in his hands very often. So what's he doing out what's there? What's he doing? He's not playing defense. No. What's he doing out there? So... Yeah, I, I I agree with you then. Yeah, in that case, yeah, I. But it's the same reason why anybody who normally has the ball in their hands can't play with him. From a learning the game mental standpoint, there I don't know that there's anybody any smarter player than LeBron James. You can learn a ton from playing with LeBron James on his team, but are you going to get valuable in-game experience? No, 
No. A guy for a guy like Lonzo Ball. Yeah. Other guys maybe. Yeah. Guys that complement him well. That's exactly why you put Kyle Korver around him. That's why you put Mike Miller around him. That's yep. why you put those shooters around him because James Jones and He made and, <laughs> he made guys like like uh, 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 Tristan Thompson and and Jr. Smith and who was the tall old guy? Uh, light skin dude. Oh no, no, the light skin dude in the, for the the Anderson Vergeau. Yeah, Vergeau. when they won it, I was talking about when they won it. But Vergeau is another good example. Got no name dudes. He's an older guy. Uh, no name guys that Chan- come, Channing Fry. Fry. No name guys that. That are you know that are role players. He he makes them better. He makes role players better. He makes role players a lot of money. Tristan Thompson yep. got a max deal. That dude, he has a skill set that translates. That's to, fine. I agree, but he's not a max player. No, he's not a max player. No, he's not. There are a lot of guys that have max contracts that are not max players. But he's one that is getting money because he played with LeBron James. Yeah. Yep. Because he can go out there and get eight offensive rebounds and have fifteen total, and and that and that's helpful. You don't have to do anything. You that's, that's all, all you, you have need to, worry to do about. when you're with Le- when you got LeBron on your team. That's all you got to do. Catch lobs once in a while, but but get, get the offensive get, get rebound and throw and it directly it back. back to him. Uh, stick it back. Throw it directly back to LeBron because more than likely LeBron's following his shot, and you can just that's grab it and throw it. That's up. not true at all. Throw it up. He's such a Fundamentally sound basketball player never takes is, plays off. He is pretty well. <laughs> Those can, are jokes. I'm just yeah. I can that. find some uh, yeah. I, everybody examples can. of but that. Think about the workload that he puts in, though. He's very good defender. Yes, he takes some plays off on defense, but this dude has to carry a heavy load all game. I got no problem with mm-hmm. him taking a player two off. He steps up when he needs to and plays D. Every time it's important, or if something's going on, and I know every possession is important. You can, I know Coach Adam how it is, <laughs> but this dude, he he carries a lot more than anybody else in the NBA, and it's it takes a little bit bigger toll on him, except for maybe Russell. Not Westbrook. everybody else. Yeah, there are other yeah. guys that that have that usage rates are as high or higher, but yes, I know what you mean. He he's uh, he he carries a, a big burden. All right, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done talking about. I'm done being a fanboy. <laughs> I'm done, KD. That's exactly who KD was talking about. He was talking about. He's you. talking about me. I'm a fanboy. I can't help it. I don't even know where this started. Go tell me Episode about what two. LeBron's having for dinner. <laughs> Bologna sandwich. All right, so we're the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. Uh, that's pretty much what we got for you today. Don't forget to go on and vote. Number one verse. Uh, number one, Alfred Payton. The Umbrella Hair versus number three, the Floating Hat. Lonnie Walker. Lonnie Walker, the like 30th or Four. something like that. <laughs> the, the, the fourth. The fourth? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Uh, do you think there was a second or do you think there was a junior? Well, there was probably a junior and then a third and then because his dad so would have been you, a third and so, his grandpa so, would have been a so, junior. And... So how do you become the second? Like if my grandpa is Christopher James Witt and my dad is Randall Witt and then he names me Christopher James Witt, Am I now a second? Because I'm not a junior, but I got my grandpa's name. Maybe that's uh, – do they? Is that do how they you become second? a second? I feel like there's some seconds out there. How do you become like the second? Like old kings or popes. <laughs> Pope John Paul II. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I guess his grandpa was that's what Pope John that's Paul. Not, the crazy thing is with popes, that's not even their real name. <laughs> I know. They get a brand new name when they become pope. Yeah, Sister that's Mary, whatever. Sweet. That's pretty cool. 
I don't want to be. Uh, when I'm you become done, a nun, I'm and suddenly your name's Chris. Mary now. <laughs> yeah, I'm done being Chris. I'm going to become Pope, and I'm going to become uh, uh, Pope John Paul the Pope 90th. John Paul the fifty second. So anyway, uh, get on, vote on that. Uh, we got uh, we got we got the nosebleedsports.com under construction coming soon. You can catch us on Facebook. Follow us there. Uh, you can catch us on SoundCloud, iTunes. Um, Apple Podcast, CastBox, YouTube. Uh, if you want to uh, follow Adam on the tweet box, you can catch him at Adam Schmidt forty four. You catch me at Sick with it. S i c w h i t t i t. Thank you. It's good to it's good to spell that out because that could be yeah, spelled a, a little, lot. Of different it's a little ways. different. Yeah, it's a little different. So, yeah, I, it's just being stupid when you create a tweeter account. Yeah. Yeah, whatever it is. That's your nickname for a, for like a group of your friends, <laughs> a right? A group of people, yeah, somehow. So anyway, check it out. Follow us. Comment on, on the stuff that you listen to. Uh, uh, hit the subscribe button. Hit the little bell down there, and it'll tell you every time we come on and uh, be a lot of fun. Tell us why we stink or why we're okay or what we should be talking about instead. You got or anything what you, you like guys want to hear? Yeah. Uh, we t- we, we, a lot of times we got a lot of fans that tell us what they want to listen to and what they want us to talk about and we throw out there. Uh, a lot of people have been, been pushing us out there and we appreciate that and we'll we'll try to keep coming at you and you guys keep listening. Sorry, we're talking NBA every every week. It's going to happen at the end. It's you know If you can listen for an hour, you're going to have to listen to a half hour of NBA. Once, fo- hey, once football's over... It's, it's gonna be a it's lot. Gonna be it's gonna be a lot. It's gonna be a lot. <laughs> We're you'll opening with it. NBA. You'll get, you'll get used to it. Trust me. You guys will all become NBA fans. It's, this is gonna be a basketball slash comedy podcast once football's over. That's right. We'll try to get a little more comedy involved. <laughs> Don't forget to turn your headlights on.